Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Statistical mathematical fact never has been down has broken every single record there is no asset that has come close it's the only thing in the industry that was not touched that was not hacked and it never fails doing what it promised in 2009 it's never what's failed. the best performing asset the world has ever seen and you'll find out that it's bitcoin welcome traders welcome bitcoiners Welcome supporters, welcome followers, welcome haters, welcome strangers, visitors, welcome to everyone. Welcome to another live space with Oliver Velez. And today, like always, let's talk some Bitcoin. All right. My last space has actually drew quite the crowd. Well, at least... <laughs> At least in my world, it was quite the crowd. My spaces usually are very unpopular and uh, are attended by very few. I do appreciate those who do take the time to show up live. I know it's not always possible. And I certainly appreciate the, the small percentage of you who, when you can't catch the live space, that you do uh, take the time out to take the space in at your leisure. I think these little talks that we have are great for treadmill work. Uh, throw your headphones on, take in some uh, interesting, I try to keep it interesting, some interesting Bitcoin talk uh, all at the same time while you're uh, shedding some pounds, getting in shape. Uh, it's a great way to keep you, uh, keep you benefiting from Two very important things, in my opinion. So listen, once again, thank you for attending. Today, I wanted to talk briefly with you about my views as to why Bitcoin can't be stopped. And the reason why I think this is a, a fantastic topic for us to touch upon today is because um, it's at the root of so many different concerns when it comes to Bitcoin. Uh, since I was orange pill back in early 2020, uh, I've been doing my part at least as best as I possibly can to spread the gospel of Bitcoin to basically just encourage anyone who will, will listen to me to just look, uh, just investigate. Uh, I think it's somewhat detrimental to sort of jam Bitcoin down people's throats, but I do think it's our, I, I believe it's my fiduciary responsibility 
to do my very best to at least let individuals know that um, how and why this item called Bitcoin has touched my life uh, and has changed it in a variety of different ways. I think that if I don't do that as an individual, what kind of individual am I? I believe that if I or you believe that you have something that that represents the escape from something detrimental to our lives, um, that gives us a, an, a higher element of freedom and independence, uh, a level of freedom and independence that has um, heretofore never been accessible to, to human beings. I think if you believe that you found that and you don't share that, that you don't spread the word about that, uh, then what kind of individual are you? What kind of person does that? And so while I do feel it is somewhat of my some it is somewhat of my responsibility to do that, at least to those who dare listen and those who follow me or find anything I have to talk about at least somewhat interesting. While I feel that's my responsibility, I don't believe it's my right to jam it down your throat. And so um, I don't compel anyone to listen to my thoughts about Bitcoin. Um, but as long as you're here, that is what we're going to talk about. Now, one of the number one concerns that I get from individuals that I speak to, particularly um, outside of the Bitcoin community or outside of the cryptocurrency industry or even outside of the financial realm, uh, if you will, the number one concern is, but won't the government stop it? Uh, what happens if it just disappears one day or goes to zero or um, what if they stop it, this mysterious they? And out of all of the concerns, um, unfounded concerns that I get, I would say this one, um, this one is probably one of the bigger ones, if not the biggest. And so I felt it was a great topic for us to discuss today. So I want to go over a few things, but as I'm always in the, um, as it's always customary for me to do, is to let you know that I do not pass the mic. So if you're looking for me to do that, I'm very sorry. Maybe at some point in the future, uh, I'll find that it is productive for us to do that. But I would just rather sit here, give you somewhat of a monologue and have you ask questions either during that monologue and after that I am certainly free and happy to, to answer. Um, but having you and your dog barking, barking in the background and the baby crying or you and your, tr your tractor trailer, um, uh, you know, riding around your backyard, I just, I just have, I haven't found those things unless it's extraordinarily very organized. I found them to be somewhat distracting. So um, I've just chosen to to do this model. And perhaps that's why my spaces aren't that popular. I don't know. But perhaps sometime in the future, but not today. Um, and I do want to let you know that this is an open forum. So while I won't pass the mic to you, you can ask anything your little heart desires. I'm a big boy, even if it's even if you believe it's somewhat sharp or negative. I'm a big boy. I think over the past um, 30 plus years being in the financial arena and being somewhat of a public figure, uh, I can take whatever you can throw at me, trust me. So uh, you just ask away or comment away any way you like. All right, so um, why Bitcoin can't be stopped? Now, I want to I run down a few things that um, 
I typically rattle off in no particular order. Now, one of the first things that I believe is probably a bit more esoteric than the others is the fact that Bitcoin is a discovery. And I know this goes over the heads of many people. In fact, I, I'd gander to say that it goes over the heads of most people because we, the world, doesn't come across discoveries very frequently. In fact, generations can go by without a meaningful discovery being made. And so because of that, because it's so rare, and because most individuals have never truly lived through a life-changing discovery, or during a time during which a discovery was made, it's hard to fit Bitcoin conceptually into the category of a discovery. And so why don't, that's one of the more esoteric reasons why I believe Bitcoin can't be stopped because if I am correct, and I truly believe that I am, if Bitcoin is in fact a discovery and not an invention, if it is a discovery and not an innovation, all right, then that alone makes it indestructible and that alone puts it into the category of something, one of the few things that cannot never be stopped by a human being because discoveries cannot ever be undiscovered. Discoveries cannot ever be undone and discoveries can never be destroyed. So if I'm right about this and I truly believe that I am, then that alone makes Bitcoin unstoppable. But you know what? Let us circle back to my point that Bitcoin is a discovery. Let's tackle that one a bit last, okay? Let's go to some of the more basic, more um, elemental, elementary um, components that I believe contribute to, the, to Bitcoin's invincibility. All right, number one, Bitcoin is, is a protocol. It is a network. And these are all very poor words they are phrases or words for lack of better phrases or words. We're trying to fit something that is so unique within the confines of our already well-established and rather old conceptual models and language that it's very difficult to, to apply these old things to this brand new species, if you will. So for lack of a better word, Bitcoin is a protocol or a network that is not run by any human being. Now listen to this carefully. Bitcoin is self-operational. Bitcoin runs every single second of the day, every single hour, every single day, every single week, 365 days a year without a single break, without a single human being contributing to its running. Now that alone should make you pause. We have a living species, a brand new species that doesn't require human beings to live, does not require human beings to run it, to control it, to direct it. In fact, human beings have zero influence over Bitcoin. In addition to that, Bitcoin grows and becomes exponentially longer exponentially more powerful and exponentially more invincible every single 10 minutes of its life. 
And it does all of this. It grows in value every single 10 minutes of its life. It grows longer every single 10 minutes of its life. Its block height grows higher. Its invincibility in terms of strength grows exponentially every 10 minutes and human beings have zero influence over that process. Human beings have no control over its, over its very life. Now, so it's a, it's, Bitcoin is not run by any human being, but it's also accessible by every human being on earth. Now think about that. That's like air. Air is not run by any human being on planet earth, but yet it's accessible by every human being on planet earth. Air is not destructible. You cannot destroy air. It's too ubiquitous. It's accessible by every human being on earth. It can't be destroyed. It can't be contained. It can't be boxed up and shoved away or put six feet under. So it's not run by any human being, but it's accessible by every human being. There is no central authority that controls it. Get this in your head. There is no central central authority. There is no single point of failure. Point to Bitcoin and then go attack it. Point to it. Show it to me. Let's go. I'll walk with you hand in hand. I'll walk with you side in side. I'll take a plane. I'll take a train. I'll take a car. I'll take any form of transportation you want to take me on and take me to Bitcoin and show me Show me Bitcoin, which is the first thing you need to do in order to try to stop something. Show it to me. Point to it. No, Bitcoin is everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Very much like air. You can't point to it. You can't go to it. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't see it. You can't smell it. It's global. It's accessible to everyone on planet Earth right now, this very instant and every single instant. That sounds very similar to the concepts like God. I am not saying that Bitcoin is God. I'm saying that those are sort of the characteristics of a deity. It's pretty insane when you think about it. Now, if you take almost any invention, you wanna say Bitcoin's an invention? Any invention on planet Earth, what invention, if Bitcoin's an invention, what other invention has those qualities? Can't see it, can't touch it, can't go to it, can't view it, can't feel it, can't smell it. Doesn't have a central point of authority. No human being controls it. How can an invention have those qualities? How? It's a discovery of something new. Digital scarcity lives and breathes and grows and expands. The freaking universe is expanding. Bitcoin is an element, a brand new element or a brand newly discovered element on the elemental scale. And it's an expanding element. If it were an invention, you'd be able to do all of these things with it. You'd be able to to either, 
you know, you'd be able to to go see it and touch it and feel it and potentially stop it and halt it. But no, Bitcoin is none of these things. So it is stoppable for this reason. It is unstoppable for this reason. Bitcoin has no living founder. Let's talk about that for a minute. No living founder. I think it's arguable if Bitcoin has a founder at all. But let's not go there. That's a bit maybe too esoteric here, but it has no living founder. If Bitcoin had a living founder, right then and there, it's stoppable. All you have to do is stop the founder. All you have to do is hurt the founder, stop the founder, harm the founder, halt the founder, jail the founder, accuse the founder, disfame the founder, and you halt or disfame or hurt or kill his thing. If we were to take Ethereum as an example, and I'm not wishing harm on anybody using this example, please do not misconstrue my words here, which I'm about to say. But if we were to take um, Ethereum as an example, and we were to take the co-founder of Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin, who sits on his bully pulpit and dictates as the head developer where the protocol is going, what the improvements are going to be, and what the miners must accept. People seem to call that, have bought into the notion that that's a decentralized protocol. Wow, what a joke. But if, but if, but if the news came out that Vitalik Buterin broke his leg, Ethereum would drop 4 to 5%. God forbid if something worse happened, it would practically go to zero. If, if the co-founder of a protocol like that got jailed or accused of something, what would happen to all what would happen to the protocol? What would happen to all the wealth that's built inside of that? Bitcoin cannot be stopped because it has no living founder. Let's talk about this for a second. Bitcoin pays. Bitcoin's not run by a single human being, but it pays human beings to defend it, to protect it. Can you think about this? Like, think about this, guys, just for a second. Pause. What on earth pays human beings to work for it? I'll wait. Give me another thing that is not run by any human being. But yet, human beings are its employees. And this thing that is not run by any human being, that is outside the control of every single human being, actually pays human beings. Is there anything else that, that human beings have access to that falls into this category, it pays the human race. But it is not of the human race. It pays human beings, but is not run or controlled by any human being. 
It's accessible to every human being, pays those human beings to protect it, to defend it, but is not run or controlled by any human being. And it pays the human beings based on a schedule that it has laid out over over a hundred, am I right about this? All the way out to 2,140. It's pay scale. It's It has a pay scale like a corporation, right? Like a company. It has a pay scale. And it has laid out its pay scale over the next, over uh, uh, all the way to, to the year 2,140. That's 117 more years to go. And it has promised to pay human beings every 10 minutes for the next 120-something odd years. Well, for the next 117 years now, but when it first started. This is insane. How can that be stopped? Now, granted, I do believe that when Bitcoin was in its true, I mean, in the very, when it was, when it was very, very young, that the odds of stopping it were higher, that the odds of halting it were higher. But today, it is impossible. And I know that's bold for some of you. That might sound bold to some of you, but no. It has crossed the threshold of invincibility, guys. I'm telling you, into the realm of invincibility. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be halted. It cannot be altered. And if it were possible, trust me, something Bitcoin will never ask you to do, but I'm not Bitcoin. Trust me when I say this. If it were possible to stop it, it would have been stopped. Oh, you bet it would have been. Some government would have stopped it. Some organization would have stopped it. Some hacker or hacker organism or hacker institution would have stopped it. If it were possible, it would have already happened. Trust me. Let's talk about the fact that Bitcoin is truly decentralized. And as it grows, so does its decentralization grow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, 
we are not accustomed to things that are truly decentralized. All right, we're not accustomed to that. But we do have things that are truly de decentralized, such as air, energy. Energy is global. Air is global. Bitcoin is global. It is everywhere on earth at the same time. It's truly decentralized. And if you want to talk about it more from a technical point of view, it's run by nodes all over the world in all out of space, all out of space in various satellites and so forth and so on, right? So conceivably to stop Bitcoin, you would have to shut down every single computer on earth. Now, is that conceivable? Every single computer on earth would have to be taken, shut down, and never turned on again, ever. Is that conceivable? Now, some people have said, well, Oliver, you know, you know, what if a government bans the use of Bitcoin nodes? Well, what happens when the government, the United States government banned alcohol? Did alcohol disappear? No. D what about banned drugs? Did drugs disappear? And what happened to alcohol when the governments banned alcohol? What happened to the price? What happened to the value? It went it's shot up exponentially. What keeps the price of drugs so high? It's banning. And so banning doesn't do anything to the survivability of Bitcoin. As long as there's one node running somewhere in outer space or somewhere on planet Earth, as long as there's one operational computer Bitcoin lives. Now, some might say, Oliver, well, what happens if the internet goes down? And I always respond by saying, you mean in which country? In the United States? Like all of the whole internet? But what about the rest of the world? And so then I, the person thinks and says, well, then they start to say, well, now I have to go to the ridiculous. And I can see it in their eyes when they're ready to go to the ridiculous. Well, Oliver, okay, no, not in one country. I said, oh, so do you mean the entire world? Like the entire internet all over the world goes down? And so the first thing I usually say, well, and you're going to be worried about Bitcoin? Or your very survivability yourself? Like, dude, we have way more problems than Bitcoin if the internet all over the globe goes down. The probability of that happening is zero, but let's just go there. Can the internet exist? I mean, can Bitcoin exist without the internet? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. This is a false notion that Bitcoin is inoperable without the internet. Oh yes, some people refer to it as the internet of money. And I do agree to that that is one small characteristic of a Bitcoin. 
but Bitcoin is operable without the internet. First of all, it's it's got we've got Bitcoin nodes running in outer space and satellites, and that's not that's not reliant on 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 internet on the internet protocol. And radio wave technology has existed eons before the internet. And yes, Bitcoin's value can be transferred back and forth via radio waves. And as I mentioned, radio has been around far longer. Radio waves that that uh, some people aren't. We're so advanced now because I remember the radio when I was a kid. But we're so advanced now that um, we <laughs> we have sort of forgotten about the radio and what that technology is. Um, radio waves are a form of a, electromagnetic radiation that can be used to transmit information wirelessly over very, very long distances. Sounds like the internet to me, or an early version of the internet, right? Electromagnetic radiation that can be used to transmit information, that's Bitcoin's main purpose, over long distances. They've been used for communication purposes long before the internet existed. So yes, Bitcoin can exist without the internet, but the probability of the internet going away all over the globe is practically zero. And let's say it did, and Bitcoin is now operating via radio waves. The second, the instant, the nanosecond that the internet were to pop back on, boom, tick-tock, next block, tick-tock, next block, tick-tock, next block. Bitcoin is the ultimate cockroach, guys. You can't kill it. You can't find it. You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't stop it. Crazy. Guys, these things blow my mind. I don't know about you, but they blow my mind. All right. Um, Bitcoin, at its essence, is math. Bitcoiners, traders, followers, supporters, haters, visitors, family, listen to me. Bitcoin is math. How do you destroy math? All right, when you strip away all of the, the fancy terminology, the words, the technical jargon, the, con the concepts, the visualizations, the ideas, the opinions, when you strip all of that away that's laying on top of what really Bitcoin is, when you strip all of those words, all of those descriptions, all of those concepts, all of those beliefs, strip them away. And what do you have left? Math. Bitcoin's maths. So how do you destroy maths? Tell me. How do you destroy maths? You can't. How do you ban maths? Oh, we're going to ban the number zero. 
I decree from this day forward that the number zero shall never be used again as long as this country exists. How do you do that? How do you stop? Wait, the number nine. Just because, just because the first, just because, just because January 9th, 2009 is very special for Bitcoin, we're banning the number nine. We're destroying it. We're stopping its use. You can't. You can't stop maths. You can't destroy maths. And you can't force people to not use maths. And so if Bitcoin is maths, then it is indestructible. That you can't stop it. And you can't stop people from using it either. Looked at another way, Bitcoin is also speech or language or to use a more technical term, it is code, which is a mixture of math and language. So code is the combination of maths and language. How do you destroy language? How do you ban or stop or halt or outlaw the letter B? We're outlawing the letter B because it stands for Bitcoin. We're outlawing it. From this day forward, the letter B shall never be spoken. So, so shall it be written, so shall it be done. The letter B is gone. No. How do you stop someone from using the letter B? You can't. You can't stop language. You can't stop maths. Bitcoin is code which combines these indestructible elements called maths and speech, language. And in most modern parts of the world, in most, um, I would say not modern, I would say in most so-called developed countries, I hate that term, but for lack of a better one, I'll use it because that's what most people are used to. In most developed countries, um, <laughs> Uh, there are pretty strong laws that protect speech. Uh, they're somewhat being debased now, for sure. And there are pretty strong laws that protect property. But kind of. But my point is that whether the law is protected or not, these are elements in the universe that cannot be destroyed. They cannot be halted. They cannot be changed. They, they just can't be undone. And Bitcoin is that. Here's something that I'm sure many of you have not thought about. And I have to, to be honest and admit that until Durjiji sparked this epiphany in me. Uh, I didn't think about it either. But once it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Bitcoin is time. That's right. Bitcoin is time. Most people 
don't even conceptually understand what time is. It's just a it's just this concept that is just taken for granted because they have watches and clocks. But time is simply the measurement between the measurement or space that exists between two events, right? So the measurement of the measurement or the distance, the gap between two events is a measured item called time. All right. So you wake up in the morning at 6 a.m. And then you have breakfast at 7 a.m. The measurement between you waking up and having breakfast, two events, the, the space in between those two events represent time. So time is a created concept. It is created literally by two events. Take those two events away and time ceases to exist, right? All right, but I digress. All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole that way. Because time doesn't really exist in true life. It is created by us. Our events create time, but time doesn't exist. But that's a talk for another day. So if conceptually time is the measurement between two, two events, then Bitcoin is time, which is the measurement between two blocks. Tick, tock, next block. Now, we've all heard this common term or this common axiom that says time is money. We all have heard that time is money. Is the light bulb going on? Time is money. Bitcoin is time. The measurement between two blocks of value measured by money. Bitcoin is the true epitome of time is money. Every 10 minutes, time is created. Value is created. Money is created or comes into existence. Time truly is money only when it comes to Bitcoin. Truthfully, we've said it for eons. We've spoken it. We've uttered it. But it's finally true. Bitcoin is time. And therefore, it is money. Wow. Wow. And these 10-minute blocks that create time and money, they also create exponential growth, strength, and greater invincibility on the part of Bitcoin. Because let me tell you this. It is very difficult for human beings to think in terms of exponentials. But every 10 minutes, I want you to imagine something getting bigger, longer, stronger, a chain, if you will. 
that as something gets older, more sturdy, more solid, another brick in the foundation, another link in the chain just becomes more invincible. If you didn't stop Bitcoin 10 minutes ago, oh my heavens, then it just became exponentially more difficult to hack it now, 10 minutes later. And if you don't hack it right now, if you don't stop it right now, you've got 10 minutes because in the next 10 minutes, it becomes more valuable. It becomes stronger, exponentially stronger, exponentially more valuable, exponentially more invincible, exponentially more stoppable. Now, not just by a little bit, I am talking exponentially so by numbers that it's very by numbers that are very difficult for human beings to conceive every 10 minutes. This blows the minds of mathematicians to the point where few actually want to focus here. It is that far beyond what mathematicians are used to exploring. It's, it's insane, guys. The deeper I go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and the deeper I ponder these things and the implications of such, just rocks my world. It renders me completely silent in moments. We're not a, not the uttering of a word can, is possible or the, the fluttering of a thought. It's, 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 it's explosive and it's mind blowing. It is so far outside of the realm of anything that we've ever been exposed to or know or can conceptually identify. And it's because of this, because it is so different, because it is a new species, because it is a brand new discovery, nothing, it fits nowhere. There is no category to put it in. And this is why I hate when people say, well, it is, it's just a cryptocurrency. It's like, Oh my God, you are so totally, totally missing this. There is no category, there's no box, there's no words. I'm doing my best, but there's no words that can be applied to this. It is outside the scope of our words. It's outside, it's, it's too grand for our concepts. Our thoughts can't contain it. We've never had something like this. It's crazy. We all know this. Bitcoin has no CEO or leader. Bitcoin has no executive team to send a notice to. Oh, we're going to send a Wells notice to the executive team of Bitcoin. We don't like what they're doing over there in Bit at the Bitcoin headquarters. <laughs> There's no marketing team. There's no executive team. There's no CEO. There's no leader. There's no founder. There's no human being on this planet. Think about this. There's not a single human being on this planet that you can go to to try to do anything to Bitcoin. 
do can can you grasp that there's not one living being that you can go to today that can have an influence that can have that can do something to bitcoin and when i've when i've spoken about this and i've speak about these topics guys all over the world all over the world i had a multi-continent tour talking about these things all over the world this year and last year as well and when i bring these things when i bring for instance this up one common thing that i get is well oliver what if they found satoshi nakamoto you mean like if he was really a human being if he was really one person if he was really human you know what if they found him or her or they yeah, what if they find him? Or what if he comes back? This is well, and what if he comes back? This is well, then he could do something to Bitcoin. How? Satoshi is rendered just as helpless as I am rendered helpless to affect Bitcoin. Satoshi can't shut every single node down. Satoshi can't close the internet off on the earth and then shut down all the radio waves. Satoshi can't make sure every single computer in the world is confiscated and never shuts on again. Because wherever there's a computer, there will be someone to mine Bitcoin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's at that point now. Wherever there is power, wherever there's a connection, wherever there's a computer, think about it this way. If you were the only person in the world to have a computer, wouldn't you run Bitcoin? You'd be the only freaking miner. Are you kidding me? And yet the whole world accepts Bitcoin like it's global. It's a global store of value. You t don't you lie to me. I know it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I know it. We all know it. You can admit it. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Type it. Type it now. Yes, Oliver. I would mind Bitcoin. <laughs> we know. No, Satoshi Nakamoto has no control over the Bitcoin network. And let me clear this up once and for all, please. Can I clear this up once and for all? Please. Stop thinking Bitcoin is some shitty cryptocurrency operating on proof of stake, which is nothing more than an even more corrupt version of the corrupt system we've always had. Stop thinking that if you own a lot of Bitcoin, that you somehow have more control over the person who owns one Satoshi. Stop it. 
Now, I know it's very difficult to conceptualize this if you haven't sat down for five minutes and even done some cursory investigation and a cursory look at the big, into Bitcoin. Bitcoin operates off a proof of work protocol, which means that you cannot control or influence the network by any amount of Bitcoin you own. So Satoshi having a million coins, I don't care if he had a, I don't know if he had 20, if he had 20 million of the 21 million, Bitcoin, he would have zero influence over Bitcoin. If Satoshi Nakamoto had 20 million of the 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist in the world, he would have no more control, no more power than the person who owns one single Satoshi. That is proof of work. Now, proof of stake, on the other hand, why do you think protocols are interested in moving to proof of stake? Why do you think that is? To reward the stakeholders. Don't we have enough of that bullshit that he who has more gets to rule you, gets to dictate, gets to control? Haven't we had enough of that bullshit? Haven't we? And you guys are still clapping your hands. Oh, oh, Ethereum has moved to proof of stake. Wow, what an amazing feat. Are you freaking kidding me? How low, like guys, I will tell you this, there's only so low I am capable of going down the IQ totem pole. Stop trying to test how low I can go because there's a limit. I can't go to a certain, I can't go as low as some of you come at me. I'm sorry, I can't do it. So if you respond to me with something and I don't get back because I try to respond to everything, trust me, you, you, now you know why. Because that is so far down the totem pole of IQ that I can't go there. I've got my limits. Everybody's got their limits. Sorry. But to sit there and clap your hands and applaud the very same corrupt system that Bitcoin came into existence to free us from is this has gone to the depths of ignorance that I never even thought existed. It's mind-blowing to me. Bitcoin's mind-blowing, and that level of stupid is mind-blowing to me. And I believe that that's, there's a certain level that can't be fixed. My dad always used to say that. Oliver, you can't fix stupid. And I somehow used to get angry at him for saying that. Dad, stop trying to be con, stop being so condescending. Oliver, you can't fix stupid. Sorry. And he used to say that's about some of my aunts. I used to hate that. Stop attacking my aunts, dad. They're my aunts. I love them. Oliver, I'm sorry, they're stupid. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Guys, Bitcoin is an immutable ledger. And for those who are not so particularly versed in the financial realm or in the financial world, these, these kind of statements or words are very difficult to grasp and to put into context. And I get that. I understand, you know, Bitcoin is an immutable ledger. 
Immutability is simply unchangeable. Unchangeable. You know how they say God doesn't change. God can't be changed. God can't be altered. God can't be, you know, fixed or that's immutable. Meaning it is what it is, what it is forever. And no force in this universe, no being in the universe, especially no human being, can ever change it. Nothing can change it. Now, there are certain other things in the universe that are immutable. So Bitcoin is not the only thing that's immutable, but the number of, of things that enjoy immutability, they're not very, they're not very um, great in number. You know, and uh, what are some of the things that are immutable? I don't know. Um, mathematics, um, immutable. There are certain, um, what are some of these things? Shoot. I just, I can't think. I can't think. But there are very few things in the universe that are truly unchangeable. Physics, immutable unchangeable, certain laws of physics. And Bitcoin is in that very rare group of being an immutable ledger. Now, immutability exists in the universe, but immutability has never truly existed when it comes to money. And so Bitcoin has brought immutability to money. It has brought invincibility to money. It has brought unchangeability to money. The very thing that makes our world go around, the very thing that elevates us beyond all other species is money. Without money, we descend to the level of other species that must take through violence what we need and what we want. But because of money, I do not have to resort to violence or, or, or taking. I don't have to resort to violence because I now have money and with money I can trade with my fellow man. I can trade with my fellow neighbor. I can trade with my fellow human being. I don't have to take or rob or be violent against my fellow human being to take what he has. I can trade this money for what he has and so forth and so on. And so money is the very thing is one of the few things that elevates the human species above all of the human species. Now, I'm not saying that there's no trade that goes on with other species, but it's extraordinarily small. And so Bitcoin has brought immutability to money. Money was never immutable. Money, mon so, so think about this. When I say Bitcoin is an immutable ledger, ledger, just place, re replace the word ledger with money because money is nothing more than a ledger, guys. Money is a ledger. Like, so for instance, if we're four friends keeping a tab at a bar, all right? And you say, okay, uh, you know, um, I've, you know, we're going to split the bill in half. I just, I, I'll buy this round. I, I'm going to buy this four rounds. Another person says, okay, I'm going to buy the next four rounds. And we're keeping a ledger. And we, we appoint one of the four friends to keep track of all the expenditures, what I owe, what he owes, what someone else knows, owes. So that person in charge of the ledger can change it. 
if the number of people, he probably can't change it amongst us four because four people can kind of keep track of everything. Why are you trying to get out? Why are you trying to get out on the cheap side? You owe more than that. We can catch the, the, the person in charge of the ledger. The money is the ledger. Ledger equals money. Money equals ledger. I'm going to say it again. Ledger equals money. Money equals ledger. One more time. Ledger equals money. Money equals ledger. Money is nothing more than a ledger. Okay? It is a tracking of who owes, who owes what to whom. And so... The person in charge of the record keeping, the ledger, the money, that person can cheat, can change, can make his part less. But amongst us four, we'd probably catch him. But when you expand the people involved to 300 million and there's one ledger keeper, you think that ledger in the hands of that one entity or one person or one small group of people, you think that ledger is really unchangeable? Really? You're really that naive? Oh, yeah, but Oliver, I trust the banks. They keep the ledger. Oh, I trust the central. I, I trust the central bank. They're, they protect us. They're our ledger keepers. Yeah, right. There is no ledger immutable in the entire world. The first time a ledger, money, remember ledger equals money. The first time a ledger became immutable was the day Bitcoin came into existence. And there are people who are saying, what's the intrinsic value of Bitcoin? Dude, wake up. I can't go down that low. I'm sorry. I can't go down that low. I'll try to shout it down there. Bitcoin is an immutable ledger. It brought immutability to money, to money, to money, to money. You heard the echo going down? The, the IQ totem pole? Did you hear it? <laughs> I know I'm silly. Always have been, guys. Always have been. <laughs> What else here? What else? I don't know. Do I have anything else to say why Bitcoin can't be stopped? Guys, if you were to ask any human being on earth today, there are nearly 8 billion of them. If you were to ask any human being on earth today that can think and speak, so of course less than 8 billion because we have many children and infants, but you get what I'm, you get my point. Even those will eventually be able to speak and understand. So all 8 billion people, if you were to ask every single one of them, here's the choice between two monies. The money that you have been forced to work for, the money that you were born into, that is run, the ledger is run by this small group of people that control your country. They run the money. They run the ledger right? They have control over the ledger and they force you to work for their ledger. They force you because you were born here. You must work for our ledger, nobody else's ledger. And we are in control of the ledger. And we can do anything we can with the ledger, but you can't, but you must work for 
our ledger, our money. Now, you give them the choice of staying with that one, staying with that ledger, staying with that money. And then you say, here's a money that no human being can ever touch, influence, or change. It's immutable. It's the proverbial, it's written in stone. It's written in code. It can't change today, tomorrow, a thousand years, a million years. So once it's on this ledger, it is immutable. It's unchangeable. And it's not run or influenced by any human being. In addition to that, it is open for you to look at and see every single transaction that has ever occurred on the ledger, every movement on the ledger, every transaction, you can see it right now anytime you want to. And this ledger, this money is audited for you to see a real audit of the entire ledger every 10 minutes. When's the last time the Federal Reserve in the United States was audited? When's the last time any central bank was audited? When's the last time Fort Knox was audited? When's the last time the Treasury was audited? This is the only money in the world that's audited. And it's transparent to every human being on earth. Every human being can see the audit. Every human being can track every single transaction from the day it came into existence to this very second. Every single Satoshi is accounted for. You can track the history of every single Satoshi from the instant it came into existence. And every single human being can do this. And its monetary policy is laid out for the next 117 years. Now, and you tell them, no one can take this away from you. No one can steal it. No one can debase it. No one can mess with it. No one can change it. No one can alter it. No one can, no, no one can steal it from you. Now, you choose the money that you were born into and forced to work for that's controlled by the few men over there or this one. And every single human being on earth, not a single one will choose the first one. They will choose Bitcoin. And you're telling me Bitcoin's not going to win? Bitcoin already won. Just based on that, it already won. It's only a matter of time. It already won. It's just that Bitcoin is so far in first place that everybody else in the race thinks that there is no one in first place because they can't see him. Bitcoin is so far in first place that second place, the U.S. dollar, thinks it's in first place. You know that you can be so far back behind number one that you don't see number one. And therefore, you get this false notion that you're number one. I must be number one because there's no one in front of me. No, dude, you're number two. Because number one is so far ahead of you, you can't see it. You can't see number one. Bitcoin is so far in first place that you guys don't even see it. I feel like I'm freaking John the Baptist in the, in, the, in the wilderness shouting at the top of my lungs, hurry up, speed up so you can see this. I feel like I'm Noah. You, you better get on board. This ark is going to leave you you better get on board. You better stop debating me on the shores right there. You don't see the water rising? 
You don't see inflation rising. You don't see corruption rising. You don't see the, the, the fuckery with your money rising. You don't see the distrust rising for politicians and your leaders. You don't see the debts of every single nation on earth rising at an unprecedented rate. You don't see the floods rising and you're going to sit there and debate with me as the waters are rising. And you can be saved. <laughs> I feel like I'm freaking Noah. I need to grow a beard or something like that. A long, giant, white beard or gray beard. Yeah, that's what I should do. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket, Oliver. <laughs> All right, guys, I don't think I have anything else to say. I th sort of think I, I beat the I beat this horse pretty dead here, no? Have I beat this horse pretty dead? I think so. I just want to say this last thing. I told you I would circle back to this last and let me just, I'm going to try to make this brief because I've been going on quite long already. And the longer I go on, the least people listen. But guys, you've got to sit down one day and try to get this. The Bitcoin wasn't invented. It was discovered. And the, anal the only analogy that I can think of is that every discovery that's been made was made by someone who grabbed other things that already existed and put them together or did something with them in some unique way that had never been done before. That's the uniqueness, that the things used were always there, always existed. So every discovery was an individual taking things that already existed and putting them together, taking these ingredients and putting them together in this unique way, a way so unique that it was never done before this way. And out popped something that was already waiting there, but was just unseen, unrecognized, unaware. No one was aware that atoms were always there. We lived on this earth millions of years before we discovered the fact that there are atoms. Oh my God, their atoms exist? Really? These little living things? These, this, these are the cornerstones of life itself, these little atoms. My God, no one discovered atoms, but someone put together the pieces of things that existed, metal, glass, rubber, some liquids, and created this contraption that somehow gave the human being extra sight that allowed them to discover a layer of life, the atomic layer of life that was always there, 
but for the first time had suddenly become aware. that suddenly now could be looked at, perceived, grasped in some way, not in its entirety, but in some way. And then the inventions on top of that discovery follow. And this is where I think people get Bitcoin wrong. The inventions are on top of discoveries. Innovations are on top of the inventions. So it's a layered concept of reality. It's a layered reality. First, there's a discovery of something. And then there's an invention, inventions on top of those discoveries. And then there are innovations on top of those, inno those inventions. And so you're confusing the invention and innovation layer with the discovery layer. There will be many things built on top of Bitcoin. Ev things from, from every walk of life, the same way there are things built on top of the internet. The internet itself gave birth to trillion-dollar companies. We never had trillion-dollar companies before the internet. And now the next layer of you know the next layer of life is now Bitcoin, which is extending that same flow of discovery, which is starting its life off as the internet of money, and on top of which inventions and innovations will occur. And just like we did not understand all of the internet's potential back in 1994, 1995. We thought it was just for, for chat and eventually porn. Oh, the internet is just for chatting and porn. And little did we know that it would change every corner of our lives, every walk of life, change the way we think, the way we feel, the way we see, the way we relate, the way we love, the way we kiss, everything. And to this very day, we're at that same point where people were saying the internet's a fad, it's going to go away. Bitcoin's a fad, it's going to go away. The internet's going to go to zero. Bitcoin's going to go to zero. The internet has no intrinsic value. Bitcoin has no intrinsic value. Not that many people use it. It's nothing more than a fax machine. It's just, it's just used for chat. It's used for porn. It's used for criminals. Bitcoin's used for criminals. Internet's used for porn. Same thing over and over again. I've, I've seen this play out so many times. I know exactly where we are in the cycle because I lived it. And it's a freaking repetitive cycle over and over again. And so I implore you to take some time to ponder this idea that digital scarcity already existed from the beginning of time. It's just that the human race had to get to a place to where it began to fumble around with the digital realm. It's not like the digital realm was created. It was there. Like atoms weren't created. They were there. We just, the human race had to get to a place to start fumbling around with deeper layers of life.
And voila, there's atoms. They weren't discovered. The human race had to get to a place where it started to fumble around and tinker with a brand new realm of reality, the digital realm. And it's not that it created the digital realm, it discovered the digital realm and then discovered that there is this thing called digital scarcity. We never thought digital scarcity existed because in this digital realm, you could always copy something. If I sent you a photo, I still had the original photo and you have a copy of it over the internet. So how can there be digital scarcity in this realm? So we were already starting to tinker with the digital realm and Satoshi Nakamoto put some additional things together and out popped, oh my goodness, there is digital scarcity here. We never knew it existed in this realm. We knew scarcity existed in the physical realm, but we never knew it existed in the digital realm. Here it is. And to think that human beings created that, what kind of freaking egos do we have? It's a discovery. And you can't undiscover a discovery, which means that Bitcoin as a discovery is invincible, indestructible, and it's here for thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And that is what I believe, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I'll take some questions if that's what you want to do. I'll take some questions if that's what you want to do. There's two questions here. <laughs> Not even. Let me see. I don't even think there's two questions, or at least that's what it's saying. You guys are so late. <laughs> Bitcoin is math. I like that, Chucky E. Chucky E says, Bitcoin is math, and math is truth. Therefore, Bitcoin is truth. That is right. That is correct. I like that. It's a neutral money system. That is true. And one of its small characteristics, it is neutral money. I just believe that we, we can't even fathom what an immutable ledger beyond the scope of human influence, we can't even fathom at this particular point what that is going to be used for. I sometimes tell people, what if a company like a Google or an Amazon or a Microsoft or an Oracle, what if a company like that built the most secure network in the world? Like not just any network, then a, a network that could never be hacked, a network that would never go down a network that once something stored in it, it is there for millions of years and cannot be touched, cannot be altered, cannot be moved, cannot be influenced in any way. How much would a network like that be valued? The company that built, built that and would own all of it would become the most valuable company in the world. Everyone on earth would want to store there 
whatever's dear to them, whatever's important to them, whatever needs not be changed or touched or influenced by any being for millions of years. Something that couldn't be taken, something that couldn't be confiscated, something that couldn't be changed, something that couldn't be um, hidden, and a network that would never go down, that's accessible 24 hours a day, every day for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. How much would that be valued? It would be infinity. And you bet your bottom dollar that the company that came up with that would flaunt that in front of the world, in front of every government, in front of every country, in front of every institution, every organization, every corporation, every company, every mom and pop. Store what's important to you here. We've got you. And that company would be the most valuable company in the world because it would have the only invincible network on planet earth and people dare say well what is bitcoin's value holy moly can't go that low guys can't go that low <laughs> all right um oh this is crazy why is somebody calling me here um, yes, uh, Bitcoin Malayali is saying scarcity can tap into psychological triggers, such as the desire for exclusivity, prestige, and ownership can also create a sense of urgency, prompting uh, people to take action to secure a scarce resource. Yes, that's the game theory element of Bitcoin. Which once it starts, once it takes over, game theory would dictate that there will be and is starting to be a mad rush in because of its limited supply. Why are people calling me? I forgot to turn off my um I forgot to turn turn my airplane mode on. Sorry. Um yeah, so game theory is a very important element of uh it was built into the the the, the protocol actually. Um Mike is making a very interesting comment here. He says when the stock to flow of Bitcoin is 500 or 1000, why would anyone invest in anything else? Is it that simple? Um Yes and no. You see, first of all, let me quickly explain what stock to flow is because a lot of people still don't understand what that is. And they get stock to flow confused with the stock to flow model popularized by uh, the influencer plan B. But stock the stock to flow model is unique and different from stock to flow, which has been around for decades. This metric of measuring the amount of supply or stock above ground. So if we take the concept of gold, the stock to the stock to flow metric is says the stock of gold above ground versus the new gold that comes out of the ground each year is what is is this metric so 
think of gold being a certain amount above ground and a certain amount underground, right? But each year, there is more gold that comes from underground into the realm above ground. So what is the stock to flow ratio, which means simply this, how many years would it take for the same amount of gold already above ground to actually double? So if there are 500 metric tons of gold above ground, how long, how many years would it take to double the 500 metric tons of gold above ground to 1,000 metric tons of gold above ground? How many years? So gold's stock to flow comes out to about 56. It does move up and down. So let's say 56 to 58. So it would take 58 years of mining gold to double the supply of gold above ground. This is a this is a metric. This is a metric designed to measure the element of scarcity in the stock. Stock above ground to flow. All right, the flow or the issuance, the new flow into reality. So gold has a stock to flow of about 56 to 58. So it would take 56 to 58 years to double the supply of gold. I've heard all kinds of numbers for real estate, and I've heard that real estate is about 100. So it would take 100 years to double the supply of real estate, all forms of real estate on earth. But Bitcoin stock to flow is currently just slightly below golds, maybe something like 54 and golds 56, something it's slightly below gold right now. And in April of 2024, when its next halving occurs or halvening, pick your term, um, its stock to flow catapults to 118 just shy of 120. So it surpasses every single asset on earth, making it the hardest. See, the, the hardest asset on earth. So stock to flow measures hardness of money. Now, is it as simple as once Bitcoin becomes not, doesn't need to go to five that 500 stock to flow or 1,000, in April, it's going to go past every single asset on earth as being harder. So harder to produce, right? So... Traditionally, humans have been attracted to the hardest monies. So what they do is they sell the weaker money and hold the stronger money, make giving the stronger money more value or the harder money more value. This is how gold became the most valuable asset on earth. The most valuable asset on earth is gold because it has traditionally been the hardest money on earth. So what our friend here is asking is, isn't it as simple as once Bitcoin becomes the hardest money on earth that that's it? Why would anybody want to store their money anywhere else? Well, there are things with extraordinarily high stock to flows that nobody wants to store in. Like, let's take my yesterday's dirty pair of socks that I had on. I worked out in them for about 50 minutes, flipped them off 
threw them in a hamper. Now, there's one of them. You could argue that the stock to flow, well, not, no, probably not. Maybe that's a bad example because I can produce dirty socks like nobody's business. So I guess the stock to flow would be terrible with that. But you get what I'm saying. There are certain things that are scarce. There are certain things that are hard that have very high stock to flow, but nobody wants them. And so, but what makes Bitcoin stock to flow so unique is that it is unaffected by price. So almost everything else in the world that has a stock to flow that's relatively high, that stock to flow is greatly influenced by the value of the asset. So for instance, gold is trading at about $1,800 or so an ounce. If gold were to go to $4,000 an ounce, you bet your bottom dollar that all the, the mines that are not being mined right now, they would be cranked back up. All of the mining machinery that it just is just sitting there right now because at $1,800 an ounce, it's just not worth it for them to mine. But at $4,000, i am mining again. Jim, fire up the miners. Um, tell 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 Betty, I'm not going to be home for a few months. I'm going out to mine me some gold. You would you would have all the the yellow tape surrounding these gold mines that aren't being dug up right now, where it's provable that it's gold right there, but it's just too costly to bring it out of the ground at 1,800. But at 4,000, now all of these mines that have gold is now profitable to go mine it. So in essence, it's really not that gold is scarce at all. It's abundant. It's just that the value is so low compared to the cost that it's a fabricated or a coerced scarcity based on price. But Bitcoin is very different. Bitcoin can go to a million dollars and you're not, I don't care what you do, you can try to buy, buy as many miners as you possibly can. You can borrow as much money as you possibly can. You can jump up and down, do a billion jumping jacks. You can pray to your personal God for hours on end, and nothing you do will ever make more than 6.25 Bitcoin come out every 10 minutes. And in April, nothing you do, no matter how much money you throw at this, no matter how high Bitcoin could go to a billion dollars, you can crank up your miners, you can crank up your effort, you can put billions of dollars on the line, you can pray 24 hours a day, and nothing in this universe, nothing in this world is ever going to stop Bitcoin from just producing 3.125 Bitcoin every 10 minutes. Here you go, 3.125. Yes, but I bought more miners. Sorry, here you go, 3.125 every 10 minutes. But I prayed all day long. I'm sorry. These are my rules. Here you go, 3.125. But I just spent $500 billion. Sorry. Here you go, 3.125. It's the only asset on earth that cannot be influenced by price, by money, 
by influence, by prayer. That's invincibility. I freaking love this. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right, guys, listen, I love you to death. I love every single one of you on here, man. I really, I truly appreciate those who take the time to listen. How many people do I have on here? Is it more than five? I've got more than five. Oh my goodness. I got more than five. Thank you guys. Bitcoin Sapien, thank you. Good to see you here, brother. I love it. Who else is here that I'm aware of that I know whom I know? I love it. Well, listen, guys, thank you. I'm going to let you go. Um, I will continue to do these from time to time, especially as, as now I'm starting to get more than five people. Listen, um, use these little talks that we have for 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 workouts, lose these little talks to get on your treadmill in the morning, in the afternoon, break it up. Do do like 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, 10 or 15 minutes in the afternoon, 10 or 15 minutes in the, in the evening, 10 or 15 minutes before going to bed. Yeah, do it like that. Let's get a double, let's get a, let's get a double. Let's, let's work out our intellect, our understanding. And also let's work out our, our health and our bodies. That's cool, right? Love you, Bitcoiners. Love you, supporters. Love you, haters. Love you all. Until next time, ciao for now. My name is Oliver Belez, and I am your 13%er Bitcoiner. Be safe out there, and until next time, boom!